Good morning, church. Say it louder. I'm old. I can't hear well. No, you don't have to do that. I guess it's good to be here, I guess. You know, I can stay home and be treated like that. I don't have to come out in public. Let's have a little history lesson. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob wrestles with the angel of the Lord, and his name gets changed to Israel. That means he who wrestles with God. From then until even today, his family is known as the Israelites. He has one daughter that we know of. Her name was Dinah, and he had 12 sons. And Jacob's favorite son was a little boy named Joseph. All the big brothers couldn't stand the little brother, so they did what big brothers have always wanted to do. They sold the brat into slavery and got rid of him. <laughs> there are 60 or 70 members to Jacob's family, 60 or 70 Israelites. They are wandering around an area called Canaan. A famine hits the land. There's no food. They've got to go somewhere. So they go to Egypt. They get to Egypt, and lo and behold, they discover that Joseph, the brother they have sold into slavery, is number two in command of all of Egypt. This could go very bad, but it didn't. He welcomes them with open arms, and they live happily ever after. Now jump ahead 430 years to our text this morning. There's no longer 60 or 70 Israelites. There's either two, maybe even three million Israelites. They are successful. They're strong. Pharaoh is scared to death of these people. He doesn't think they'll have his back if there's an uprising. So Pharaoh, who's pretty conniving, sets out to do two things. He's going to work these people so hard that they will be too tired to have any more children, and he enslaves them. Now leave Egypt and head 7,000 miles to the west, and you hit the Laredo region of Peru. This is home to the Apayacu River. It's home to the village of Comandancia, and I know you already know that's the home of King Wawa of the Yagua Indians. You knew that, right? <laughs> well, I have an audience with the king. The king comes in full regalia. He's more dressed up than I am. He shows up with his crown. The crown is made of the tail feathers of macaw parrots. He's wearing the bones of a bushmaster snake around his neck. All of his exposed skin is painted red, and he's wearing a big grass skirt. He's followed by an entourage of warriors who are pounding drums, and they're blowing pan flutes. They march up to me, and they stop and the king says, I have something to tell you. And I said, well, tell it. This is amazing. Listen to what he said. He goes, I want you to know we are more than pictures in a book. Wow. He said, we laugh, we love, we cry, and we pray for America. You tell them that. And I said, okay, I will. And then he told us about all the things that were happening in our country. And I said, you know, king, we're out here in the middle of the jungle. How do you get your news? He said, fast boats coming home. That's a dugout canoe with a little outboard motor on the back. A fast boat will be coming down the river. If they have a newspaper, they roll up the newspaper. They throw it up on the bank of the river. Somebody finds it. We read it, and that's how we share our news. Now go 10,000 miles to the east, and you hit an active volcano in Indonesia called Mount Agung. On the far side of Mount Agung, a pickup truck is bouncing down a dirt road, and somebody either drops a magazine off the back of the truck or they throw it out the window. 
a young girl named Chica finds the magazine and it changes her life forever. She looks in the magazine and she sees beautiful girls wearing beautiful clothes and makeup and she decides she will have beautiful clothes and makeup. So she leaves her home village called Tianyar. She goes to the capital city of Denpazar. She gets a job in a restaurant. She makes money. She buys beautiful clothes and makeup and you would think she's going to live happy ever after. But no. See, the owner of the restaurant is pretty conniving, just like Pharaoh. And after she's been there a few months, he comes to her and he goes, Oh, Chica, one of the girls didn't show up to do the folk dance. Could you wear this costume and dance? And she goes, I'm sure I'll be glad to. Puts on the costume, she dances, she makes more money. Buys more clothes, beautiful makeup and stuff, and she's happy. And then a couple months later, he comes back to her and says, Oh, no, Chica. A girl didn't show up at the other restaurant. Could you wear this and go and dance? But this outfit is pretty skimpy. But Chica doesn't want to upset him, so she says, well, yeah, I guess I can do that. And so she puts it on, and she goes to discover she's dancing at what they call a go-go club. She's dancing in a glass cage, and before she knows it, she's being sold to five and six different men a night. 6,000 miles to the west is the northeast corner of Congo. It's called the Aturi Forest. It's incredibly dense forest, so it's dark all the time underneath there. So lack of sunshine, poor diet, genetics has created a tribe of people who are tiny. They're called the pygmies. Even to this day, some tribes hunt the pygmies for their meat. But right now, a tribe called the Mokpala have enslaved the pygmies. They want their land. And if you call them on it, they'll say, no, 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 we, we pay for everything we get. And the classic response is a pygmy grandmother. <clears throat> She's less than four feet tall, less than four feet tall. She put 125 pounds of charcoal on her back. She hiked miles through the forest to deliver it to the Mokpala. And they paid this woman with two tiny bananas. 1,380 miles south by southeast is Tanzania. A single mother has two children. She works for a month to make $15, 50 cents a day. She can't look after her children. But her best friend tells her about the opportunity of a lifetime if she will let sponsors fly her 4,800 miles to the east to a city called Bangkok, Thailand. She can get a job as a hostess in a restaurant. She will make $500 a month. So she goes. And in less than a month, the sponsors have taken her passport. They've sold her into prostitution. And they have told that young woman, if you want your passport back, you have to pay us $7,000. Did you know the estimate is that somewhere between 21 and 46 million people are held in some form of human trafficking or slavery today? But the number is really higher than that because it doesn't include those of us who are trapped in spiritual slavery of one form or another. I've, I've known you long enough that I, I, I don't think I'm bragging. I think I can talk pretty openly. You, don't, you may not know this about me, but I... I happen to have a pretty successful strawberry farm in northeast Georgia. I have one plant, and the thing just won't die. It's, just, it's that simple. 
But every, every year, like clockwork, I get somewhere between three and maybe five strawberries a year off of this thing. It's a big deal. I mean, it, it is a big, I watch it every day. When it gets just right, I'll pick that strawberry, wash it off, put it in the refrigerator, and the next day I drop it in my smoothie. I'm so proud. I had this strawberry that was just, just really coming alive. In spite of everything I do wrong, the strawberry was still alive and thriving. I went out to pick it only to discover that something, something had taken a bite out of the side of my strawberry. Didn't eat the thing, just took one little bite out of my strawberry, and that's full of ants. And I thought, you know, well, of all the nerve. Didn't eat it, just took one bite. I mean, really. This happens two more times. That's almost my whole crop right there. <laughs> and by now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty bent out of shape. I got my have-a-heart trap, and I filled it with peanut butter. That's the thing that catches critters alive. You've heard of this. I put it out on my patio. I'm going to catch this villain. And the next morning, I walk out there, and I got him. I got him. Stuffed into this trap is an obese possum. This thing is so big and fat, he can't move. All he can do is turn his head and look up at me like, this isn't going to end well, is it? I sat down next to him. And I told that possum <laughs> everything I've ever wanted to tell a possum. And then I picked him up. I carried him off in the woods. I opened the trap, and I said, go on, get. He just sat there. I said, go, you're free, just go. He looked up at me, and he looked at me like, if I step out of this cage, you're going to shoot me. I said, I'm not going to shoot you. I poked him from behind him. He's big and fat, but he's not stuck. He's just big and fat. I said, now go on, get your free. He finally steps out of the trap. He looks at me, and he breaks into what I guess you would call a classic possum trot. And he's waddling off into the forest, and as he does, I thought, you know what? That's the people of Israel. I've named him Israel. I said, that's the people of Israel. They were what? They were so brokenhearted, and they were so enslaved, and they were so held in the trap, they couldn't hear God saying, you're free. I've come to set you free. Then I thought, you know what? That's Chica. Why in the world doesn't Chica run away from dancing in a glass cage and being sold? It's the pygmies. Why don't they make little bitty machetes and little bitty bow and arrows and fight for their freedom? It's the Tanzanian mother. Why in the world doesn't she go and stand in front of somebody's embassy and stand there and scream until somebody helps her? And then I thought, you know what? It's us. We're just like that. Why in the world do we settle for having guilt as a way of life? Why is it that you'd rather be bitter instead of getting better? Why do you want to be cynical instead of being creative? I mean, why pray when you can just be anxious all the time? Why in the Lord's name do you act your age? And who told you what that's supposed to be? My neighbor is named Dub Anderson. Dub, a very wise and wonderful man, went to the University of Georgia. Go dogs! When he graduated, he told his mother, Mama, I'm going to go to New York City and seek fame and fortune in advertising. She had the most wonderful, wonderful answer. I know you're from somewhere way up north. Where? New York. 
you may not understand this. In the South, they'll get it, okay? So if you, well, I'll explain it to you later. He goes, I'm going to go up north and seek my fame and fortune in advertising. And his southern mother said, oh, you can't go to New York City. We're having meatloaf tomorrow. <laughs> Somebody will explain that to you later. Well, he went. He had a big career. He came back. He's got a couple of kids. His boy, Benji, has just sold his heritage hog farm. Or as Benji says, these are pigs that lead a pretty good life. <laughs> he had a problem. He couldn't sell the pigs till they weighed three or 400 pounds. When they weighed that much, he couldn't figure out how to get the big fat pig up into the truck so he could take them off to market. I know there's some engineers in here. Benji finally figured out how to take 1.7 ounces and move 400 pounds. He didn't feed the pigs for two days. Then he put a ramp from the truck down to the ground and he lined the ramp with Krispy Kreme donuts <laughs> that weigh 1.7 ounces apiece and the pigs would eat their way right up into the ramp, straight into the cage, and off to market. And aren't we just like that? Isn't that us? Oh, oh, I'll just have a little lust. Oh, I'll just have a little drink of this, a little puff of that. I'll be greedy for a week or two. Oh, I'll just be hateful to these people, but not these people. Oh, I'll just act like this because somebody told me to for a little while, then I'll be back. And then before we know it, we're in that trap just as surely as the Israelites, the possum, or the pig. And all the time, all the time, God is saying, but, I, but, but I've come to set you free. You know, thank goodness the people of Israel finally heard that, didn't they? What happened? They end up in what's called the promised land, and they're free. Chica met Angela on our staff. Chica and Angela became good friends. Angela talked Chica into leaving human trafficking. She moved into our safe house where she's safe, number one. She gave her life to Jesus, number two, and is healing. She got a job in our coffee shop, and guess what? She still buys clothes and makeup so she can look beautiful. Justin Wren was a world-famous mixed martial artist fighter. This man is huge. He's got hair out to here and a beard that matches. Justin Wren quit all of that and moved into the Aturi forest with the tiny pygmies. He discovered there's something the Mokpala want more than land. They want water. So using the living water of Jesus Christ as his example, this huge man negotiates with the Mokpala. They give the pygmies their land and their freedom back. He drills a well for them. He drills a well for the pygmies. And in the process, the pygmies are being led to Jesus, and they are free. And I met Irene. Irene is from Australia. I met her in Bangkok. She raised the $7,000 and bought the Tanzanian mother her freedom. She raised the money to buy her plane ticket back to Tanzania. She got a grant for $1,500 so the Tanzanian mother could go home with money in her pocket, enough money to start a business, hold her head up high, and in the process of doing it, that woman is free, has renewed her relationship with Jesus, and all of those people are free and have given their lives to Christ. Say amen. amen. Now, if we were Pentecostal, 
this is where Sung would grab the guitar and we'd be dancing for the next 30 minutes, wouldn't we? <laughs> but, 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 we're Presbyterian. So we'll just sit here and think, well, isn't that nice? <laughs> Why do you come to church? I come to church because I don't get Sunday supper unless I come to church. I come to church because Mama said we're going to church. I come to church to hear Pastor Sung, Pastor Hope, to be with my friends in the church, to hear the music. I come for the fellowship. Do you ever come to church thinking, what if it were today? What if it were today that the, the, the switch got flipped and the lights came on? I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was enslaved, but now I'm free. When I count to three, say your name right out loud. One, two, three. That's not bad. Some churches, I have to refer them to their name tag, look in the back of your shirt, you know, this kind of stuff. That's pretty good. There's a wonderful, if you, if you can find her on, on Apple, iTunes, Bernice Reagan Johnson. Again, this is a Southern thing. I'm sorry. It, it sounds just like you're in Sharkey County, Mississippi in July. Sharkey County is about 30 minutes north of Vicksburg. It's as flat as far as you can see, and it's row crops. And it is as if she's got a bunch of her friends. They're using spoons for percussion. The heat is almost unbearable, and she's singing, I feel better, so much better since I laid my burdens down. Oh, I feel better, so much better since I laid my burden down. What's your burden? What is that thing that haunts you? Is it something you did a long time ago and got away with it? Is it something you did and got caught? Somebody leave you? Somebody died that you thought would always be there? Something you did last night? Whatever it is, what's that thing that when you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning... You're going to start tossing and turning, and it's going to come up, isn't it? I want you to think about that thing for just a minute because you know what? God's Word speaks to us as a people. God's Word speaks to us as individuals. Remember what the text said this morning. God said to Moses, go tell the Israelites I've come to set you free. Well, let's change that. God said to Moses, go tell, and I'm going to say, say your name, and I want you to say your name right out loud. Let's try this. God said to Moses, go tell, say your name. I have come to set you free from the burden of, think about your burden. I have come to deliver you, literally to snatch you back from the burden of, think about your burden. I have come to redeem you. The word literally means to pay the price for you with an outstretched arm. That's Jesus he's talking about. So that you will know that I am the Lord, you are my people, and you are free. Now, you know, when we hear something like that, only thing we can do is stop and let's pray. And here's what I want us to do. 
I want you to pray today that you take whatever that burden is in your life and you lay it on the floor of this church and you leave it there. Son can come and clean that mess up later on. But you leave it there and let's get ready to go out of this place leaving that burden behind. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, for some of us it was last night, last week, a month ago. For some of us it's 50 years ago or more. Those burdens still have their grip on us, Lord, and just about the time we start to feel good about ourselves, it comes back and it haunts us again and again, and we're just sick of it. Lord, you tell us in your word you have come to set us free from those burdens. So, Father, today we ask that you take this burden and help us lay it upon the floor of this church and let us leave it there. We ask this prayer <coughs> in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. All right, now take a deep breath. <sighs> you just took a setback, turned it into a comeback. Now what do you do with that? You listen to Jesus. What do he say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything's going to be all right. That means pray. But don't go home tonight and pray, oh, Lord, take this burden from me. Don't do that. You've done it. Pray, thank you, Jesus. That burden's finally gone and move on. Then it's about getting involved in his word. I hike four miles a day. As I do, one of the things I chant, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. And all my thoughts from so many years in so many bad jungles do not come back in my head because I am chanting that and the Lord just keeps that from bothering me. You try that. And then, then take one of these. Take one of these from me. Look at it. And find a way to get involved. Say to Pastor Sung, say to Pastor Hope, four words. How can I help? God does not set us free from the possum traps of life just so that we can waddle off into the forest and be gone. I'm sorry. God sets you free from that stuff and blesses you so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. I can't think of anything better than that. God bless you. You stay strong, and God bless America. Let's pray together. Father, today somebody's been set free. Somebody's going to leave it on the floor of this church. Somebody's going to walk out of here with a spring in their step, taking an annual report, a Mission Hope brochure, and they're going to find a way that their life will be changed dramatically. And oh, sweet Jesus, we just can't wait to see what happens. Thank you, Lord. Amen.